Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Not actually a lot. Enough. We were back to the weekly thing, so it's kind of a little bit more, probably a little bit more detailed. Um, We want to welcome everyone. Uh, Remember, all of our links now, I've been telling everyone on our gaming and everything, go to linktr.ee slash FOMOcast Gaming. It has a link to our Apple podcast, our YouTube channel, our Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, our TikTok, and I think even our merch page for the gaming pod, for the gaming side of everything. So just go there, check it out. If you want to just go to the Facebook page where we list most of our stuff that we talk about, go to uh, facebook.com, search FOMOcast, and then go to the group where everyone shares everything. Um, want to start off the podcast. Tim put this on there. Um, we don't get political, but... Um, you know, I know Tim's an American. I'm an American, so we want to congratulate the new president, who is uh, Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States, and uh, wish him well in everything he does. Um, I know he did a slew of executive orders today that were um, just reaffirming stuff that hadn't been completed yet. So everyone's kind of freaking out, but it was nothing crazy. He was just put, putting stuff through that should have been put through a long time ago. Like the fact that, you know, discrimination type stuff that should have been fixed a long time ago kind of thing. Yeah. And when you and when you get new president, especially changing the political party and presidents, that's the first thing they're going to do anyways. Right. Um, on it. I'm sure I, I can't remember. You know, I'm sure Trump did it as well. Um, he did a he did a lot of different stuff, but he did do a lot of stuff to benefit the Republican Party. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, exactly. And I mean, the, the other um Big thing too is first female vice president. Yes, um, Kamala Harris um, from California. Uh, Kamala, I, she. I, I heard this. I didn't know this. So it's it's Kamala. Oh, I didn't a, know how to pronounce it either, uh, so I looked it up. Miss so, Miss Harris. Um, Miss Harris. There, Harris. You are, there you go, um, Miss Harris. Pre- yeah, vice president. Vice president elect Harris was what I'll say. No, she's legit now. She's not elect. <laughs> Oh, well, sorry, vice. I apologize. She, yes, vice, vice president. Well, Harris. for the past how long it's been? You know, it's, it's, it's been, been the office elect, of the president correct. elect or vice president. Yeah. So today they can right. take the elect off. Um, so congratulations for, to them. Personally, I, personally, I'm not going to say which way I lean, but I don't believe you should identify by gender because is if every one thing that's one thing I did learn was I heard a lot of people talk about how. Um, sorry for the politics. It'd be short, but uh, females. Um, are never um, like unless they have like a unique last name, they'll go by their first name. So, and I know everybody, it's it's like Vice President Pence, Senator So and So. A lot of people reverse them, refer to them as their full name. So, I'm gonna refer to um, the Vice President as Vice President Harris because that's you know who yeah. she is. Um, yeah, exactly, and she's the first. Um... Person to occupy the White House from California since um, Nixon. Nixon, yep. and she's the first um, Asian. Asian is it Asian and Native American? I can't. Uh, remember. I thought she was Jamaican, and I remember. I don't know. There's and, and especially once you get like you said, not talking politics here, but when you, um, especially when you are a uh, minority. Uh, it's you get a lot of you know pull on on those strings. Um, I mean, let's 
let's face it, you know, you, you need the votes you want to win. So not necessarily pull those strings, but go to those, um, you know, different type of minority uh, groups and use that. So I know she was, <clears throat> like I said, I think there was, you know, going after the, the African-American vote, um, you know, due to the J- Jamaican nature. And I think, like you said, the Native American, probably, you know, some, uh, you know, Asian or, or something in there as well. I Because she's, I, I believe, I believe she's. And, um, I, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. So because I think she, because she goes by Indian American, because she, she's like from India. Indian. Oh, really? Okay. I think that's what it was. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was that it was interesting. And the nice thing is, is, um, like I said, no matter which way you lean, um, you know, having someone from California in that office, and especially um, what you know, how she's. Um, you know, connected with California. It wasn't like she was, oh, you know, who's this person that he picked? She's well known in the political realms um, in California. So hopefully that helps California out. Um, you never you know, know. At, at least at least bringing it to <laughs> to the White House. And I know Trump was over here, you know, with the whole water situation and, and everything like that, wildfires and, and whatnot. So it'll just be a, a different take on it. But you know, yeah, she's she's uh, yeah. congratulations to them. them both, and she yeah, so she is. It says of uh, she's uh, what is it? She simply identifies as American, although her life was ingrained in African American culture, and she does. She see the Jamaicans aren't going to run the desert trip. So okay, so she has Jamaican in, past in her her relatives from Jamaica, and India of Indian descent. So yeah. It's yeah. it's pretty cool, you know. It's a lot of changes. Um, I know some people. I like to let things settle because you know, regardless of party, how often have we seen one thing happen and then nothing get followed through on, or the opposite getting followed through on? So yeah. for everyone panicking, if you're our friends or if you're listeners, we we're not going to get political. We're just saying it right now, just let everything soak it in. Let everything go. Uh, try and yeah. be as nonviolent as possible. Don't right. be an idiot on either side because it doesn't help anyone out. Um, yeah. And no. don't and, be, you know, don't don't be mean to anyone because we don't need and, meanness right now. Exactly. And the the best quote that I saw today, whether it was a quote or it's just out there, and you could say this at any election, especially when they uh, switch parties, is no matter what side you're on. Um, or which way you lean is at the end of the day, we're all Americans. So right. if you wish bad on the president, technically, you know, you're wishing or for him to do a bad job or, you know, make himself look stupid. Well, it's it's America. He's making America look stupid. So, right. you know, no matter what party you lean for. And guess what? Uh, half the people are going to be mad at every election. That's yep. how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I wish him well because we're all America um, and Americans. So, uh, you know, I like I said, I wish him the uh, the best of luck. And it's a job that uh, I would not want because you look at those uh, photos from their first day of office oh, to the oh, last yeah. day. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially the, the two termers, eight years. Yeah. You age uh, a lot. I, I think the worst, the worst one, Obama was probably the, the most dramatic um yeah. because you can see the grays same thing with um 
second bush. You you could see the toll it takes on them. We don't know half the stuff that they talk about or deal with. So, like Tim said, we wish them both well. Um, And then we had so much stuff. So many. I didn't know about one of the people dying. So, my phone is going off. So, that's super. Um, The one that I did not know about, I knew about all of them. And I I added a couple Tim didn't know about. But um, I didn't know Phil Spector died. Oh, yeah, it was just a couple days ago. Really? Yep. Yep. And I put him on there. You know, everyone has their opinions about him, what's going on and whatnot. And I guess, um, <laughs> yeah, he he passed away. But from what he did at the, you know, the music standpoint from it, not his other stuff. We won't mention that. Um, I didn't know that. I, mean, I knew the name, but right. I didn't know exactly, you know, how much was attributed to him. A lot. So. Yeah, a lot. Exactly, especially in those, you know, 60s and 70s um, era. So I'm sure some people said good riddance, but I mean, you can't knock him for what he did before. I mean, you kind of can. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, you can't. But I mean, if it wasn't for him, you know, there's a lot of people that could probably attribute their career to their hits to him. A, a lot of people. And, you know, uh, sadly for that. And then this one. So um, Siegfried. From Siegfried and Roy. Yep. He passed away. I saw, I saw that. Um, and then Joanne Rogers, which probably most people are going, who in the heck is that? Well, it's Mrs. Rogers. If you look at the last name, yep. Mr. Rogers' uh, wife. Mr. Rogers' wife, Mrs. Rogers. She, uh, she passed away as well. And I didn't. Did you really see anything on this? I, I to be honest, I did not see anything until I did. Um, a Google search of kind of people that have died to see if there's, I'm, I'm missing. Oh, no, I, I saw, I saw hers. Hers popped up on my feed. A lot of my Disney group people shared about it because Mr. Rogers was such a beloved person. You know, yeah. and his wife was the, the rumors about his wife being just as sweet as he is, or he oh, yeah. was, you know, uh, uh, you know, out there. Um, so that one was, not, I mean, there were older people, so it's not like you know, Phil Spector was in jail, so whatever, yeah. Um, and then, um, Don Sutton passed away, for those who know, he's a world famous Dodger, ironically, basically a week after Mr. Lasorda passed away. Um, you know, then he passed, then you know, so it's people were saying he was they were calling him up, you know, so like he was, you know, no, I, you know what I mean. Yeah, now Lasorda's got a, a good rotation to pull pull from up there. So, but yeah, that one was said. I think he had cancer, didn't he? Um, I believe so. Cancer think, or dementia? I can't remember which one it was. Could have had it been been both. Something. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, no that that's especially you know Dodgers just won in the World Series since you know 1988, and we won't mention who they beat. Um, and then, you know, then you have Tom beginning of the lore, the year Tommy Lasorda died, who is a beloved Dodgers. Um, yeah, you know, this one with Don Sutton. So, um, if anybody's near Vin Scully, make sure he is, uh, he's very well protected or at least well, and you know, Vin Scully's wife just died too. Yeah. So, so you know, I everyone. mean, that's the crazy part though, is, is people fail to remember is, is once you get to a certain point and you know they're all in the same era they all were around each other so they're all kind of in the similar age range so 
Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's sad to see him go. And then lastly, we had the Disney animator, uh, Dale Bear. Um, and do, do you, what, what else, what did he work on? I can't remember. Was it Pocahontas? Or something so like he's, that? he's done a lot. He started in his very first one was 1972 and his last one was 2017. Um, kind of the more notable ones. And he was <laughs> an animator, so it's not like he was a director or producer or anything. And most of those animators, they would do like one main character and maybe a sub character. It's not like they did a whole bunch of them. They may have, uh, you know, had a hand in them, but their baby was like one main character. But uh, just shouting out a couple here, he did. Uh, and these are all Disney films. So Robin Hood, the animated one, obviously. Winnie the Pooh, Rescuers, Black Cauldron, Who Famed Roger Rabbit, Prince of the Popper, Lion King, Tarzan, Emperor's New Groove, Treasure Planet, Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, Princess and the Frog, uh, Winnie the Pooh in 2011, and his last one was uh, Tom and Jerry Will- and uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Really? So, yep. A lot of them he was, like I said, in animation, so something to do with that, whether he was an animator, supervising um, animator, um, animation director, layout artist, key animator. Um, but yeah, so he... Uh, from, I mean, first one from 1972 to, to 2017, that's pretty good. Especially, you know, his last one was just, what, a couple years ago, three, four years ago. Yeah. So, so I mean, so RIP to all of them. And I want to yep. share a funny, a funny story before we get into our news. Um, Tim mentioning who the Dodgers beat in 1988. Now, uh, Tim and I have been friends for a very long time, so we know... You know, I've been a Dodgers fan since I can remember. I know Tim's been an A's fan since, since you know, since I can remember. And, you know, we've been to multiple A's games together to get bobbleheads and do whatever. But um, I will say my favorite um, was getting the text message right after the Dodgers won the World Series of basically Tim telling me, well, you can stop sharing because every time the- – the Dodgers would would be the anniversary of the Dodgers beating the A's in the World Series. I would share with Tim the picture of Gibson running around the bases, pumping his fist. So, um, well, not Tim, only that, but then since the Dodgers have been in it the past couple years, so like any team, yeah, they go back yeah. to when the last time they were in it, and that was the last time the Dodgers were in it and won. Yeah. So uh, now, Tim, we can successfully retire the Gibson fist pumping for the new stuff. Um, now we just got to uh, hopefully see the uh, A's not win it. Cause if the A's do win it, I'm going to start sending you the, the memes uh, back at it. Um, <laughs> well, they have to, cause the last time the Dodgers won it, the A's won it the next year. So, you know, Hey, <laughs> hopefully I don't know what that money ball. I don't know what that money ball, if they're going to be able to do it. Right. Yeah, no doubt. But hopefully, you know, there's no earthquake or anything. We got a global pandemic, but hey, hopefully uh, it'll put a fitting into stop it. Stop putting but, it into the universe. It's 2021, yeah. man. Well, and I mean, going back to your Dodger thing, I mean, like I said, we could, we banter back and forth. Like I said, our parents went to school each other. Your aunt's my godmother. Our families are, are close ties. Close, yeah. Um, And, you know, I was at a swap meet. And I bought Chris an 88 World Series program. Yeah, I could have taken it home, took a picture <laughs> of it, said, hey, do you want it? And he said, oh, yeah, get you know, I want it. You know, I'll come over and get it. And then I could send a picture, a video of him, me burning it. 
But and you got me a bat too. You got me a bat from the '88 World Series too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, was, that was right there the too. Mini so, bat. I mean, uh, and and mind uh, you, Tim and I both got kicked out of a bar in Pismo Beach for rooting against the Giants. We rooted for the Angels in the 2001 World Series. Yep. We were at a bar in Fismo Beach, and they asked us who we were rooting for because we kept cheering when the Angels were going up, and we got yep. kicked out of a bar. So we have a common enemy in, in, in certain aspects, so that's fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now, so. to the entertainment stuff, this first one um, – Tim was Tim told me about it when we were playing Call of Duty, I think this past weekend. And he's like, Have you seen this new Nicolas Cage trailer? And it's for was it Willie's Wonderland? Is that what it's called? Yep. yep. And basically it shows Nicolas Cage getting a flat tire and him ending up at this place called Willie's Wonderland. And they're like, if you could clean this place up overnight, you will fix your car. And I'm like, that's super weird that. He's doing this, and then he's in there cleaning, and all these kids show up, and like, you need to get out of here, man. They're basically sacrificing you. So what it looks like is they're trying to make it look like the animatronics in the place, Chuck E. Cheese-esque, are coming to life. But when I watched it, I'm like, oh, these are dudes that are hunting this guy down inside of a thing. It's like a purge or a hunger games type thingy like well you so, put it perfect like a texas chainsaw massacre yeah you got they, the one they, guy yep like they the texas set everything chainsaw, up which yep. was the sheriff and i think the guy that was like a sheriff or a police officer that said you or no he wasn't a police sorry he was um, like he owner the cowboy the hat yeah yep. <laughs> the the owner and he's the one that i bet you he popped his tire on purpose or yep. whatever and said hey you clean my place overnight just overnight and in the morning, I'll get you your tire. And he's the one that puts him in there. And then basically yep. Chuck E. Cheese characters do what they got to do. And the tagline, which I love, actually, is is uh, he's not stuck in here with them. They're stuck in here with him. So it just shows Nicolas Cage just murdering all these dudes. Right. And, I was <laughs> and, just and like, he doesn't talk amazing. that much. Doesn't no, say he does anything not. at all. It's one of those no. weird... Nicholas and they even Cage say was. the guy even says a man that was a man of few words, and then Nicholas yep. Cage just laughs. Now Tim did say like, "Oh, you know, he didn't say anything," and I was like, "Yeah, but um, Nicholas Cage, when when stuff like this comes out, it's usually um, pretty popular. Like he he's the king of of." Uh, of what do you call it? Um, like the surprise shows, like they'll just yeah. pop up and then randomly all randomly pop up. Yep, exactly. Which this was, and I think it comes out um, February thirteenth ish. Let me see. Yeah, well, thirteenth is Saturday, so maybe the twelfth or something in there. <laughs> um, so it's only a couple it's, of weeks away. It's crazy, man. I but was. Shocked. I saw that. And it's one of those things when I first saw, I'm like, is this actual real or is it going to be like a promo for something? Like right. at the very end, they're going to be like, oh, gotcha. Kind of like a, was it the Super Bowl with Crocodile Dundee? You're thinking, oh, yes. there's going to be another one. It's like, oh, no, wait, come to Australia. It's like, ah, you got me. Um, but this one is just one of those weird, creepy. He's had, three or, he's had three or four in a row that were like this where you're just kind of like, well, I mean, I, I guess this is what's going to happen. I mean, I'll definitely watch it. It looks awesome. It doesn't. I mean, I guess some people could say it looks kind of stupid because, like, Chuck E. Cheese and the animatronics 
come to life. But which I honestly do believe that they're not coming to life. I think that they're that oh yeah they're actual people. That's yeah. No, I think there's definitely um, something like that. So I just thought it was interesting because it actually looks like a decent, like a like a not a I wouldn't call it a slasher. It's like a I would call it a horror esque film. And yep. so you know, I, I I appreciate that from Nicolas Cage because because yeah. I mean it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and what do you expect it's, it's not just him getting. Well, it is just him getting locked in there, but with the kids and everything too, there's more aspects to it than just Nick Cage and that's it. Yeah, exactly. There's other people, they're talking, they're interacting. And they show, Um, you know, there's been people that have gone missing and everything like that. So all the rumors and everything surrounding it. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, We'll honestly, hopefully it does good because Nicolas Cage is kind of, He's the new Steven Seagal, I think, is what it is. Because Steven Seagal, no, I mean, that's serious. Because Steven Seagal would do movies like this, yep. and he would do random ones that would pop up, and then every once in a while he would pop up in a, um, like a random regular movie, and you're kind of like, wait, what? But yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, it does well. I'll be watching it for sure. And we do have some um, information about some. Uh, shows that we watch. We're going to tell you about them so that way you guys can kind of enjoy them as well. Um, the next thing though is so I, sh- I shared this on the Facebook group because it was kind of like a lot of people were talking about it and it turned out to be not true. So it was there was a rumor that Chris Evans was returning as Captain America and w- reportedly it started out as basically um, somebody w- knew what they were doing. It wasn't a surprise. They were like, oh, we're going to start a rumor. He is not returning. Like he said, the character is done and over with. That's that's how it's supposed to be in the actual, you know, movie. If you haven't watched Endgame, I'm sorry, but he, the character is done. But um, I just thought it was important to mention because it was all over the Internet. It was blowing up. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh. And then everyone was like, oh, you know, you can't do that. You can't do that. He's, the character doesn't work like that. And I'm like, come on, man. Just have fun with it. You know what I mean? Don't well, sit you here. Could, you could have flashbacks to it from back in the day. Right. But here's, here's the thing, though. They don't need that. They don't need that because yeah. they did the thing. They did the, the flashbacks. So spoiler alert for Thor Ragnarok. If you haven't watched Thor Ragnarok yet, whatever. They actually did flashbacks to Jane Foster and um, Natalie Portman never had to film anything. They use unused footage from the other filmings. <laughs> So yeah, and you can and do that. that well. That's so easy to do that. You know what I mean? Yep. So exactly. it, it's, I don't know, man. I would just kind of like, you know, they don't need to bring them back. It, it is what it is. I, I enjoyed all the films. Um, one of these days, Tim, we need to sit down and we need to do the group watch and we can watch each of the movies together and maybe do like a podcast about the MCU as a whole. Because, I mean, when you watch it from beginning to end, and mind you, we would have to find the the Hulk one with uh, uh, Norton, Edward Norton, because that one is technically a part of this portion of the MCU. Um, It's hard to believe it is, but it is. Um, But basically, this the way they did it, this chapter is over with. There's no more. That's it. That was the finale. It was it. So they need do need to diversify and go away from it. And hopefully, you know, they have the winner a soldier and the Falcon and the winter soldier coming out on Disney plus. 
and you hope they're going to take off of that and build into the new MCU stuff. So you can't have one of them. Well, in the comics to spoil for comics and one of them, I think it was civil war that I read um, or it was um, maybe it was a civil. War? I think I can't remember what it was. No, it was secret invasion where basically um, time traveling uh, Captain America comes back um, from the, from the future and he's super old. Well, not super old. He's older. He's aged, which Chris Evans could probably do in about 10 years. And he ends up help, you know, fighting back. But you do have the character of um, the Falcon as Captain America, which he is my favorite version of Captain America in the comics because he's kind of like the Miles Morales character of Spider-Man. He's kind of reluctant, but he knows he has a duty. And so I'm just super happy about that, you know. So let's let's leave it alone, leave it as it is. But you know, I saw everyone get their hopes up, so I had to mention something because it was kind of like, well, what do you do? You know, do do you keep do you keep the the false news going out, or do you try and set it straight? And I'm glad, I am glad that he did set it straight because too many people have been, I don't know. I feel like everyone hates hates him, and then they love him, and it's the same thing with when they're trying to you know, release news like, Oh, you know, they can't do that. Everyone's the whole previous movie. Oh no, it doesn't, but okay. I get it. Whatever. Yeah. So, so, so with that, like I said, mind you, I've watched two MCU uh, movies, Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. That's uh-huh. it. Um, so they're kind of, like you said, with the, I, I know what happened in the last one, you know, finger snap and all that sh- stuff. Um, all right. So let's get back into it. We had a little break there because we had a, a little intruder. My son stopped in. So what were you saying about Chris Evans? Um, yeah. So so like I said, at the, you know, the end of the last movie, the snap and all of that and, and what happened. So now they're kind of moving on um, to a different. I don't know if you want to call it phase of the MCU or. Yeah, it's know, phase four. It's phase it. four of the MCU. So yep. it's, it's kind of like Star Wars and how they did, you know, how. Oh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the last three movies but how they you know moved on from luke and leia and those older ones um in that one and moving to the the new characters kind of similar Correct. situation to that okay but the, the problem is though is that a lot of people the people are get frustrated because with the mcu there are so many endless possibilities because so many right. different timeline things have happened they have introduced time travel I mean, you have the Black Widow movie that's coming out, but spoiler alert, Black Widow is dead in the movies. So you're kind of like, what are they, you know, I don't know. Like, that's the problem with the MCU. And with like, that's why I think Disney did what they did with with Star Wars. Because Star Wars, they have what is called the Expanded Universe, the EU, which is no longer canon. Now it's called, they call it Legends now. So basically none of it is included in anything and they've started to slowly pick and choose what comes back in. But what they tell people is, is that's the big thing with star Wars community is they're like, well, that's not, that's EU. That's not, that's not Canon. So basically what ends up happening is, is a lot of these arguments get diffused super quick because they're sitting here and they don't have to deal with any of that information. Yeah. So, you know, I get why people were, were mad about the Chris Evans thing, but for me personally, I'm just like, you know what? Get over it. It's a character. If they wanted to bring him back, they could bring him back. How many times 
have TV shows had someone quote unquote die off and then the person comes back and people are perfectly fine with it. It's the same right. thing with the movies. I do get like, like, okay, so there's a lot of spoilers for Endgame here, but if you haven't seen it, you're it's whatever it's on Disney plus, you should have seen it already. The, I do get the fact people are like, well, you can't have Iron Man come back because then it kind of negates the severity of what he did. And I do understand that aspect of it, but I'm still of the mindset Whatever they're going to want to do, they're going to do. So don't try and be all negative and push hard on it. Because if you're being super negative and pushing against it, you know what's going to end up happening? You're not going to be happy with anything that happens. So I would rather sit here and enjoy the film for what it is, you know what I mean, than sit there and be like, oh, you know what? Nope, it's trash. I don't like the way they brought him back. I go in with high hopes. Like, trust me. The reason why Black Panther is one of my favorite MCU movies is because the music, like I know some people don't like rap music, but this wasn't just rap music. Like you felt it in the movie. Like you could feel actually in the movie how it it just felt awesome. And I loved it. And I did not going in. I went in there not expecting anything. And that's how I go with almost all these movies now is I don't have any expectations because I'd rather be surprised. You know, like we start like me and Tim. Uh, have said multiple times you can't trust Fandango because Fandango is owned um, by the movie theaters. The movie theaters control everything that comes through there. So when Rotten Tomato comes out, Rotten Tomato is owned by Fandango and they say, oh, this movie's garbage. If you ever notice, 95% of the movies, they're, they're like dramatically different. The critic score and the audience score are way off. Yep. And it doesn't yep. make any sense. You're like, well, how can it be? Because I think that oh, I want to say one of the Star Wars movies, the critic score was like 80%. And then the those audience score was like 40. I can't remember what it was, but one of these movies was completely off. And you're like, no, something doesn't add up. So well, and, that's, and, you, you know, I mean, me personally, I mean, I, I do look at why well, not as much as I used to, um, but Rotten Tomatoes just to see. Okay, what do the critics give it? Because they're going to be the harshest ones criticizing it. (laughs) If they say, hey, you know what? If it's like a B or better, 80% or better, hey, it might be a good – if I'm interested in that type of movie, might be a good movie. But then the very next score I look at, which is right next to it, is the the people scores or or whatever they call audience scores. Audience score, yeah. (laughs) And if – and like you said, if there's – you know, say it's 80 on the critics and the audience gives it like 50 or below – it's like, oh, wait, what's what's up here? Am I really going to like this? Maybe I'll read and, some reviews the thing, or the, vice versa. And I advise everyone when you do go look at a movie, we kind of diverted on this one, but I think it's a good reason why. Um, make sure you also read like the dates, because if you get like 50 people all of a sudden having the same comment on the same days, like they're all commenting, oh, then there's something wrong. That's yeah. not normal. That's they're that's someone the data, they're they're yeah. trying to they're creating a, an attack on a person. So yeah. you guys need to make sure you do that. But I, I, I well, think I think I think that um the anger for this one was because it, it was so wasn't very very long ago that what happened in Endgame happened. And that's yeah. become the new common thing where hey, this show ended four, four years ago, so let's reboot it, you know. Right. What's yeah, that? Exactly. What's, you know, I think people are getting frustrated because there's no real finality in these movies now. Right. It, it, it may it may end one timeline, but then it 
where it ends one, it picks up another. Or right. you get that little bit of crossover at the end where you're like, oh, okay, there's now I know where it's going to go. Where before it's like, oh, wait, what's going on here? I don't, I, I how are they going to pull it together? And then right. boom, something happens or the last 15 minutes it's like, all right, well, now, okay, we're perfect now. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like I said, once we could go back to or watch movies in the movie theaters, even if Chris Evans did come back as Captain America, people are still going to see it just to say, oh, it was garbage. Well, how do you know it was garbage? Oh, I went and saw it. Like, oh, so you talk all of this bad stuff about it, but yet you still gave them the money to go see it. Are you going to yep. go see it again? Oh, uh, yeah, if my buddy does or if this does or I'm going to take my girlfriend to it. Oh, so now you're going to see it multiple times. Or before, you may see it five times in the theater. Now you're only going to see it once or twice. They're still getting the money. They yep. don't care what you get. And it's nope. a Marvel, it's a Disney Marvel one. It's going to make a whole bunch of money because you're going to get people that are going to go back, repeat customers, and you get everyone that's going to go there once to say that, oh, yeah, I saw it and it was garbage. It's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, they still got your 20 bucks. And that's so. one reason, too, I think why a lot of people don't realize they're trying to delay Black Widow is because they get probably 20% of their, um, of their income from rewatches um i i watched endgame in the theater twice i believe just because um well technically i watched it three times because um when i went with titus to the movie theater they put the wrong film uh the the quality film it wasn't um the right it wasn't because they have a 3d that's like special for a different theater that's more rounded so we watched the first 15 minutes twice so that was fun, nice. but you know, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm optimistic that they're going to go the right direction with the MCU, especially with everything they have going on. Um, we'll talk about Wandavision. Um, I'll talk about that in the, towards the end of the podcast, um, and then they have Falcon the Winter Soldier, and then they have um, uh, the Doctor Strange movie. They have uh, the I can't remember the other one, the the Ten Rings movie. They have Black Widow still to come out. They've got a lot of movies that are still in in the works that are ready to go. Um, and I'm not going to lie. The MCU, after the debacle that was Wonder Woman 1984, I don't think that they... I mean, if they do one more hit, I don't know what's going to happen. Because because DC is taking hits left and right from um, the problems with Ray Fisher, which is not his fault. It, he, he has a legitimate... Uh, argument with the company but they're not doing anything and then now they're kicking them out of the movies so it's kind of like you know how are you going to explain no cyborg and the rest of the films kind of thing and then you know giving the snyder cut its release for justice league you know they're just a mess so i think as long as marvel stays on the ball they're going to have this 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 genre dominated and if this was a company if marvel itself was a company the marvel movies they would get sued for being a monopoly the same way that Apple and Microsoft does whenever they get too much of the, of the area. That's how bad Marvel's beating them. That's how bad it's, it is right now. So, um, I mean, I'm optimistic that they're not going to screw this one up because trust me, if they do screw it up, um, it's not going to be good because people, like I said, people already not happy with, a marvel for certain things um we don't want it to happen again and i mean even if it does happen again i mean they're they're so big i don't think i mean it will affect them 
but it's not like it's not going to do anything like they people think it's, it's going to bankrupt them or anything yeah, like that. You're no. still going to have people that are going to yeah, exactly. Support. Um, the next thing is, uh, what is this game, Tim? I don't know. I just saw something on the Facebook page um, that you shared. You shared this one too. It's called Stalker Two. To, uh, to, oh no, I shared it. I'm sorry. Stalker Two is featuring 4K and ray tracing support, so um, it's actually going to get released straight to, um, I believe, Xbox Game Pass. So for those that don't have Xbox Game Pass, um, Xbox Game Pass basically gives you on the console you get everything from the Xbox games that they have on there and all as well as EA games. And um, so I'll just give you a quick rundown. So it has its long sequel will come to Xbox on the day of launch and will support both ray tracing technology and 4K resolution support. So um well, so it looks like they're gonna deliver. They're gonna actually working on both. Okay, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I like that. I'm happy with that one. I I, I think that's cool. That's I haven't heard of a game come day one like that. You know what I mean? So what's uh, what's what's so cool or unique about it coming? Just all the features that's coming day one, right? Because it's not just like some basic bare bones game. It's going to be a game that's going to be able to be played to the fullest it's... extent on Xbox Series X. Okay, Series. <laughs> so S. instead of just just releasing it to get the game out um, and saying, "Oh, it's going to have this and this," but it's not going to be until later because right. we're affecting it or we're working, working on, on it. it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, ho- we're holding it back or holding it go back, quote unquote, quote unquote, um, not necessarily, but we're putting it out there. With yep. everything from day one. Oh, exactly. That's cool. so I think that's pretty games, cool. To be honest, I wish more games would do that. Why are you going to hype me up and saying, oh, it's got this, this, and this. Oh, yeah, but you got to wait uh, you know, six months, but you can play the game day one. Uh, no, I, I bought the game or I want to play the game because of what you hyped it up yeah, to be. That's... But, oh, we just want it out there. And it's like, okay, yeah, I may play it just to get the feel for it, but... Well, and what's really? funny, what's funny is, is there's so many of these games now that almost, so I don't know if I've ever told the story on the podcast, but I know I've told Tim the story about the Isuzu uh, SUVs from the eighties. I think it was where they went to this town and they gave everybody these Isuzu, Isuzu SUVs and they were getting like 45 miles to the gallon. Like they were amazing and they were combustion engines. They weren't battery powered, nothing like that. And basically all of a sudden they came back to the town and they said, Hey, we need to take these back because there's something wrong with this, 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 this. And there was a couple of guys who were mechanics and new vehicles. And they go, no, no, no. They got bought out. They went and hid the vehicles. They went and hit them somewhere way far away. There's no GPS tracking on them or nothing. So they hit them. Well, all the vehicles were destroyed when they got them back because obviously big oil realized if someone found out how these engines worked, Everyone would start making them, and then big oil would lose out. So I think the same thing happens with games because when these games like this come up with something unique, my favorite one I ever played, I ever saw, I never got to play it was, did you ever see the game where the object of it was to break your buddy out of jail? And you guys were both in jail, and the thing was about it, the gimmick was you only had to have one copy to play with your friend. It was a co-op game, so you had to play with somebody else. But as long as one of you had a copy, you both could play it. 
Huh. Interesting. So it was a very interesting concept, but never again. That same developer never made another one like that. So you always, you almost wonder, are they being paid to slow down or, because like, like the same thing with the movie studios. How is there not more movies like the first Jurassic Park that used all these animatronics and crazy stuff at that time that beat some modern day CGI? You know, who, yep. who got paid off to make that technology fade away? So I think the same thing happens with the gaming because they don't want to be, you know, they, it's almost like it feels like before it was really big about, oh, we're going to compete with this place. We're going to compete with this place because we want to make sure that, you know, the challengers are still there. And then all of a sudden, all these licenses started going up and everyone's like, you know what, Sony? Um, we love you guys. So we're going to let you have this. And Sony's like, hey, you know, Xbox. We're going to let you have this. And it's almost like they're just in cahoots now. Like, hey, let's see how much money we can all make each other. So like Tim oh, said, yeah. you know, this is a shock because it's like you have all these advancements coming to Game Pass that I, other companies cannot be happy about that because they're not going to want to buy their games if you're getting this a high quality game for for, for well, when you pay for Game Pass. But I mean, who's not going to pay for Game Pass now? Exactly. You can pay for it for one month and play that game for a whole entire month. Yep. You know, no. mind you, the games do go away. So, I mean, there is the risk of you losing it because the game goes away. But because with the with the game pass, it's uh, it's almost like it's cloud based where you're not downloading it to. No, your... you still download it. You still download it. So then it once it but once it goes away once it, it goes away it, it won't work it won't you, you, you I believe it. I believe if you have it downloaded you have the opportunity to upgrade to it for a certain price like and almost usually, like you're buying usually, it out or something yeah so usually okay. I believe it's a little it's it's cheaper than normal price because yeah. um I got um Red Dead Redemption 2 and literally it went on to Game Pass like the week after I got it and they gave me a huge discount on it. So it was kind of like, OK, I, I see what's going on here. Actually, there's a big discount on that one right now. Uh, totally random. But on uh, Steam right now, there is a big discount on that and, right now. Well, on e Epic Games, you can get Battlefront 2 for free right now. Yes, I saw and that. I believe I believe they're going to probably announce um, Six. the three third one here pretty soon. Oh, not Battlefront. I'm thinking Battlefront. Battlefield. I yeah. think I said Battlefield. I mean, I said Battlefield. Battlefront. Sorry, Battlefront Two yeah. is free on Epic. So I have a feeling they're going to come be coming out with Battlefront Three. Battlefield Six is the other one that is rumored. Um, but Battlefield's got a different, you know, feel to me. So I'm not like a hundred percent on it all the time. I'm always kind of yeah. like, eh. but yeah, it's. Um, for me personally, I I just think that I don't know coming up with the best game possible should be your 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 goal, and with all the 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 debacle that was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, I think people are afraid now. You can yep. feel because like we talked about last week, they delayed the Harry Potter game, and that was the showcase game for PS five at their release, like their right. their showcase, and yep. they made it. They, they it was so important to them they made it look like it was exclusive which it's not it's available to be available on xbox but they delayed it because i think they were like not nah, we'll, we'll deal with the hate people are demanding that they um uh delay halo infinite uh the halo game because they don't want they don't want it to come out they're like why don't you just cancel it there's no point yeah 
Yeah. And, so, that's, and, and that's the thing is I wonder, because before everyone get it out, everyone wants it, just get it out there. And well, we know there's going to be updates because with anything, even if it's pristine, perfect, there's always going to be updates too. We've said that multiple times, <laughs> but they just want to get it out there, get everyone happy. You know, hey, here's the release date. We got it. Mm-hmm. You got it. It may work great sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't or all the glitches and everything with it. Um, and then we'll just push out push out updates but john q public's got it and they're happy with it where like i said for me i'd rather you know what <laughs> just be straight forthcoming you know what we're gonna delay it uh because we don't feel it's the best quality for you or we said you were gonna get this and this but we don't have that yet we're not comfortable with putting it out um so we're gonna delay it so that way when it does get put out that you do have that but yep. my only caveat with that is is when you do finally put it out is that stuff better be working pretty darn good because you delayed it for this specific reason. Now, if you put it out there and it's garbage, then you're going to get more hate for delaying it than just pushing it out there and not having it on it to begin with. Right. So, I mean, you got to – and, I mean, I get it. It takes time and money to put this out there, to get it out there. The sooner you get it out there, the sooner people are going to buy it, pre-orders, and, you know, start – collecting your your revenue and, and there will it. be expected updates like we said before bugs pop up you know you're not going to find every single bug in a game until you start actually being it up and that's yeah. what they have their developers for and that's why you usually have a day one update almost on every single good game has a yep. day one update which i'm okay with which you know call of duty is starting getting good on Warzone, warning you hey there's a 30 gigabyte update coming and you know yep exactly and, so and be ready now- for it and with nowadays, I mean, when we first started, you know, playing online, you couldn't really go on any type of social media and tell them. You could probably email them, um, but then you'd have to be specific on it. Or now <laughs> with, you know, people streaming or um, going back, at, whether you're streaming or broadcasting or whatever, just recording your gameplay, you could go back, clip it, tag whatever, whether it's, you know, Twitter or Facebook or whatnot, most of them, it, it's Twitter, tag them, upload your thing. Hey, what the heck's going on here? And yep. if they get a lot of them, then it's like, okay, hey, we need to look at this. And they'll even respond. Yes, we know it's a problem. We're working on it, hopefully in the next update, but within the next couple updates, it should be fixed. Cool. They know it. They're working on it. You know, great. That's the only way they're going to know about it is if you let them know. But, you know, if you don't and it continues to happen, Unless it's a big glitch um, and you get a lot of these, uh, you know, I guess you call them professional streamers, professional gamers, you know, the Nick Marks, the Tim, the Tatman, the Shrouds or whatnot that, you know, they start getting when they get mad and start talking about it because, you know, everyone's I mean, all of them, you know, they're they're big time. I mean, they're putting out videos and everything. People look at them. And which the developers, Nick, which, just so people don't know, people don't know, Nick Merckx just joined uh, Barcel Sports for their betting. So, oh, did he? Yes, he did. Good for him. <laughs> and I know they're really, well, Barstool, they're really getting that betting thing going. Um, <laughs> and, but uh, with them, they don't want them to talk bad about their game. No, nope. nope. Because they and, talk and, and, bad about it. You and got what's... that 12-year-old kid that's going to be like, ooh, I don't like that. Or he's going to start talking bad yep. about it because he saw him talking bad about it. And it takes for them to talk bad about it is, hey, guys, you need to fix this. And they'll put out a video. Mm-hmm. just for that one yep. thing yep. and that's it 
and, and, and that's what and what's, week what's, later. what's funny is is um so i watched stone mountain and i watched tim the tap man and nick birch when they're playing and and Dr. Disrespect, and when they do mention something, things do change fairly quickly, and they, you know, then the guys who play do realize like, the DMR thing got old. I mean, that was like, what, two weeks? Yep. Of people just, you just, you, you had to use a DMR, because if you didn't use you're, DMR, you're, you were getting smoked. You're done. So, what ended up happening was when it's a week, like a week and a half, people like, started joking about it, and making memes, and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's funny. It actually becomes content. So um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is this is actually pretty funny." Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like they they have fun. They yep. have fun with the joke. But then it reaches yep. a certain point, like you said, where you know people leave games. Like Fallout had a big mass exodus of a lot of these big streamers when Warzone came out. Now a lot of people are leaving Warzone to go to Rust. Or play random games like, um, oh, what's the, um, there's a pirate one that everyone's been playing. I can't remember the name of it. But, uh, oh, yeah, I know. Which, I, I don't know the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. And a lot of people are leaving because they're trying to, you know, create original content. And that's what people need to realize is there's so much stuff out there that you can make content for. So I think I might start streaming this new game, you know, Stalker 2, just to, you know, be different. And, you know, we'll see what is, happens. Is do you know is it cross platform? Probably not. No. If it's if it's on well, um if it, Game Pass, well, I guess it wouldn't be if it's on Game Pass. It's no, if be, it's on Game Pass, it's, it's probably Microsoft. Uh, let's see. Well, no, there's some but, games that are on Game Pass that are also on PlayStation. Well, um, I mean, yeah, I it's mean, only sure Microsoft on it. It's only on Microsoft, <laughs> but you can get it on the computer. I was saying, but I can get it on the computer because yep. that's what it came with. Because it's yeah. Microsoft. But yeah. So there's this. So you do, we'll you see. do, you do have that option. So that is pretty cool. Um, it's, it's a, it's, I haven't seen too much highlights from it, but I'm excited for it. Um, now, if you have any game you guys are liking, you want to see us play even, let us know. Like I said, you go to L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMO cast gaming. It has all of our stuff on there and we will be more than happy talk to you guys about anything that you want on there and also any kind of games you want us to play you know we'll, we'll do, do or it if you want to jump in and play with us hey same thing if you want to jump in and play with us that's what we're here for shoot just the other night a guy was you know he was streaming you were you were streaming i mean i quote unquote stream but not like you guys and next thing you know you're hitting him up and exchanging information and whatnot i was yep. following him and just guy was cool it was great good person to get with so i mean and ironically enough um i end up already i was already following him because he's in stone mountains follower group there, so there you so go it's small world and we love playing Full with circle. everybody it doesn't matter what level you are because tim and i tim's better than i am i will say that but we just yeah. have lots of fun you know as long as you talk to us and you're calling stuff out tim gets quiet every once in a while when he gets mad but you know, it's one of those things, and it is a little bit more adult, so we do curse a little bit on that. So, you know, eighteen plus on that. It says it in the the notes of our our posts, but and I'm not uh, as bad as I was in the beginning, so I've learned no. to watch my mouth. So yes, that's, yeah. That's why I become quiet. Yeah. Um. So the next thing we have is so Tim. I haven't watched it yet, but Tim has watched 
the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO. So don't spoil anything, but um, give us a little rundown, you know, of of what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. Did it meet your expectations? Because I've heard multiple people say it was a lot different than they thought it was going to be. Yes, I would 100% agree with that. Um, and especially coming off of the, you know, the Michael Jordan Last Dance six-part series, um, I think going into it, and this is Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger Woods is, you know, the Michael Jordan was basketball. You know, Tiger Woods is the Michael Jordan of golf. Um, <laughs> and especially with it being on HBO Max, so a lot of people were thinking about it. Oh, man, this is how it's going to be. Weird thing was, it was only two parts. So it's like, okay, that seems... And there, I think the first one was a little over an hour. The second part was about an hour and a half, hour 45. So it's really about the same as a normal movie, about two and a half, a little over two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes, both of them together. So it wasn't, it's like, uh, is it going to do it justice? What, how is it going to be? Are they going to leave stuff out? Are they gonna, is it going to be cleaned it, up or it, yeah? It, it, exactly. And going into it, you know, they were really pushing um, you know, never before seen footage of Tiger growing up, um, you know, kind of behind the scenes, uh, high school life, uh, and just different aspects of it, stuff that you've never seen before. So it's like, huh, this is in interesting. Well, I listened to a golf podcast and, uh, some of the golf media got their, you know, hands on it early to watch it. And, you know, golf media, I mean, I'm just gonna call it what it is. It's kind of like what country clubs were when Tiger Woods is coming up and probably still is a bunch of older, rich, white, white males. Guys. Yep. Uh, and that's what it is. I mean, you know, even Tiger Woods on this talked about it. Um, so, I mean, that's, Wait, he that's, talked about the media on it. No, about uh, country clubs when he was. Oh, yeah, up. I did hear there was a part on that that was like real. It was real. Like, I wouldn't say dark, but just. You know, it, it you, being you shocking, don't, sh shocking how bad it was. Yep, and especially with Tiger Woods, you don't think that would happen to Tiger Woods, but I mean, People you talk care. to anybody that I mean, there's even I think it wasn't until um, nineteen no seventy four. It was really late until Augusta would allow African Americans to play golf. You know, at well, their I think uh, Augusta. Resort. Augusta, it wasn't until like um, like five uh, years ago that they would let um, female. Yeah, because uh, Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice was the first was one, the first female member there, yep. and that was not that long ago. No, it, exactly. And before then, um, playing there, there was caddies. A lot of the caddies that worked there, and a lot of the guys, the older guys, um, when you watch older footage. Um, a lot of their caddies were African-American because they worked at the course and they knew the course and they attributed most of the golfers attributed most of their wins and, uh -huh. <laughs> to those caddies. And the thing with Augusta is, is uh, when it, uh, you know, back in the day is you could only use Augusta caddies. Well, right. Some of them would like a couple guys would request, hey, I want so and so I want so and so because he knows this better than anyone else right um, on it and some of them i think there was one or two i can't remember what the heck the guy's name was um i want to say tom kite but i don't think it was anyways uh after that got a really good uh relationship with that caddy and he ended up caddying for him for multiple years after that 
um, uh, who's a famous African American caddy, but because of that. So, <laughs> anyway, so he had to deal with that growing up, and especially with him coming from mixed races. Um, dad is African American, mom was, mom was um, Asian, Asian, and I can't remember mm-hmm. what if it was Filipino or or whatnot, but Asian. <laughs> um, and so, and I can't remember the word that he called himself. He had some, you know, like Philip slang term for yeah, himself. Yeah, so, some slang term that he called him, and it's 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 not derogatory or anything. It's well known what he says, and I can't remember what it was like. You know, Caucasian, Asian, and and African American. I forgot what it was. Anyways, but you know, the documentary. Uh, if you are a casual golf fan and know Tiger Woods and know a little bit of his, you know, his dad being Earl Woods um, and then, you know, him meeting his wife and all what happened there. And then obviously the, you know, the big thing that happened with, um, you know, all the, you know, what, what was the famous, well, I guess that's kind of a dirty joke. I won't say it. But, you know, he'd go out and play a round, and then after the round, he'd do some more rounds. Um, right. But, you know, and, it, was, and- it was I will say that was the craziest thing that ever happened because I remember it was just a period in time where, you know, he could do no wrong. He was the man. He was oh, winning and winning and winning, and then all of a sudden everything was crashing down. And then you realize he was not right and yep. well and, and and so it, it addresses that as well so the first episode is and like i said you know back to like if you're a casual observer of tiger and know a little bit of his personal life and what's going on and i mean just his whole life i think it's great it gives you more detail more background into that on how he is once everything um kind of hit well when he hit the freaking fire hydrant um, yeah <laughs> but you know all of that but if you're like a diehard Tiger fan and know everything that's going on, especially that, um, it's probably you're not going to learn anything out of it. You might not enjoy it. You might even think like this is, you know, this isn't even worth it. And Tiger Woods is not in it. Actually, Tiger Woods' camp has come out and said this is we don't approve of this. You know, it's nothing really? like this. Yeah. And it's based on the book that uh, I think his name is Armin Cantan wrote about it uh about and the, that was the book that he did that tiger did not support either uh i don't believe so um he might have you know kind of gave it like i'm okay with it but i'm not going to put my support behind it right deal and the book is it's tiger woods face on the full cover so it's it's hard to miss um the most famous person in the interview was his old cat was his old caddy uh steve william stevie williams um was they the one. they left on bad terms yeah they did uh and you could definitely tell that there's still some i mean tiger woods was the best man in his wedding so yeah. that shows what type of relationship they had and then all of a sudden something happened and they needed to to go their separate ways and he just got a phone call and said you know we're done see you later he's like really just kind of just done and i mean <laughs> you could go back and see the whole story and read it all i'm not gonna you know spend that much time on it with that 
Um, but the first part was basically him growing up and it's crazy the psychological game that his dad played on him basically from three years old yeah which really explains a lot you to know (laughs) why tiger when he was in his heyday even that you see glimpses of it now um was the way that he was right just i mean his dad was a, a green beret and did three tours in nom so really you go right there. Yeah. And he was, you know, a, a black man, too. So, I mean, you know, Green I have Beret. a story about him for you that I can't <laughs> say on the podcast, but I have a story. I'll tell you afterwards. You know, so so he's a Green Beret. So he knows what's going on. I mean, he's not just a grunt. And I guess what they said he would do is he'd go behind enemy lines armed with C4 uh, and that's it and would blow up trenches. Really? Or what would, would blow, you know, would blow up whether it's trenches or, you know, I mean, it was guerrilla warfare and, you know, really they dig out sites, mountains and whatnot. And that's what he did armed with C4. Didn't have, you know, I'm sure he had a sidearm, but it's not like he was going, I mean, he was sneaky, you know, and that's what he did. Throw the C4 down the hole, you know, light it and get the heck out of there. Really? So he's, that takes a special person to do that. And he did three tours. So, and he's, you know, an African-American man, you know, during the Vietnam War. And we all know how people's views of, of that war were, whether you're going back there or coming back. And then you put his race in there on top of it. And, you know, it's, he's got a lot of stuff going against him. So he's wired different as well. So he put this in his son and that's why Tiger's the way it is. And then it shows, (laughs) so that's the first half. And of course the first one ends with, um, the Rachel Yucatan, which is the his famous mistress, sitting down and saying, "Okay, where do you want me to start at?" That's how the first one ends. Really? That, so she's on. <laughs> yeah. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's the only part she's on on the first one. The second one is basically going into the downfall. His, his, his downfall, and like I said, that was an hour forty-five. And if you really want to know about his downfall and getting a deeper dive into that. Because uh-huh. it's got a couple of the mistresses on there. Obviously, uh, Ra- Rachel, you can tell the, the biggest one. Um, and then it's got family friends. His old ex uh, ex-girlfriend from high school is on it. Um, and then, you know, like I said, this Stephen Williams and whatnot and shows how, you know, he go to Vegas a lot. Obviously, that's where he met the you could tell at or was there. Um, and just really puts a lot of emphasis on that so it kind of builds first one builds them up then it ends like that then it kind of really drags them down and i mean it's nothing that we all know what happened he's issued apologies it's nothing like oh this is all made up or anything it's you know it's it's history it's written already yeah Um, and he's admitted to it uh so then it kind of you know goes through that um and then you know, he does this whole Navy SEAL thing, and that is, and we have seen what had what that has done to his body. I mean, his, <laughs> just his swing, because it's such a violent swing. Uh-huh. Um, and he was one of the first ones to start working out in the weight room, like really getting, not necessarily buffed, but kind of getting that, you know, putting on the muscle. Um, and hitting it farther that way. And he's got, you know, that Navy SEAL aspect on him from his dad growing up with psychological games. 
Um, and then he went and trained with the with the seals up in the in the mountains of I think it was in California or something like that. Um, and all of that, I mean, it just, you know, really took the toll on his body. And you could see that. I mean, he's had, you know, fused back surgery. His knees um, was that he won one of the uh, 2008 U.S. Open or something like that. <laughs> he played half the last round with a broken uh, leg or something on it. Yes. Uh, yes. And then just recently, which stinks because he was supposed to come back this week, speaking of Tiger Woods, is yes, he had a he minor had a, surgery uh, on yep, his back and, disc, and hopefully yep. could come back in April for the uh, for the Masters is what everybody's hoping. Um, but with all of that, I mean, you could definitely tell what, how, um, you know, it has affected his body. And he's not, I'm not going to go 100%. I'm going to go 110%. I mean, he did everything with pinpoint focus. I mean, mm-hmm. at one point, <laughs> he was talking to, Tiger was talking to Steve Williams, said, I'm quitting golf and I'm being a Navy SEAL. And he's like, oh, yeah, haha, joking. He's like, no, I'm serious. I'm done. And this was at the top of his career. He could do no wrong. He said, nope, I'm out. I'm, I'm being a SEAL. See you later. And he was, you know, dead serious on it. That's um, crazy. So and then at the at the end of it, then, you know, uh, he won the Zozo Championship, which is his uh, what well, that would be his 82nd win to tie the Sam Sneeds record for most wins ever. And then the 2019 Masters, which was his uh, first major win uh, in a while. And that put him at 15. So he's um, three behind Jack or yeah, three to tie four to surpass Jack, who has the most at at 18. Um but I mean, all in all, I'm glad I watched it. I was gonna boycott it because, like I said, uh, we'll just call them what they are. Old man golf media didn't like it because it painted, you know, Tiger in in the bad light and golf and all of that. And they said it was basically a uh, what do they call it? Like a hate piece, right? A which, hit piece, yeah. <laughs> a hit piece, yes. Yeah, sorry, which I could see that, but I mean, it, it's all based in reality and truth. Exactly. And the thing is, is if you're going to do a documentary on an athlete who's basically, you know, one of the best, if not the greatest of all time, like the Michael Jordan one, I mean, Michael Jordan, you know, he played his years. Shoot. He even wasn't, he didn't even play a one year of basketball, but it was a six piece documentary and Jordan was there telling you, and all of his teammates were there. Uh, like the guy put it on the, on the podcast. I listened to the Jordan one. It was six seconds left. Hey, here's the play. You know, we all know the play that they mm-hmm. ran. And here it is from five different vantage points because you had the five guys that were on the floor. Everyone thought Michael was going to take that shot. Nope, they double team him. He throws it to Kerr. Kerr nails it. So you get the Jordan point of view. You get the Kerr point of view. You know, right. all of that. Where this one, you get the caddy's point of view and that's it. And it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's, it's not it. speculation, but it, it, it is, it's kind of, it's kind of speculation. Yeah, no, exactly. And especially what it's about. And a lot of the, the, the footage, not the behind the scenes, not, I mean, the older footage, but it was normal footage that everyone has seen and, and could do it. Oh, I guess Nick Faldo's on it too, but I think those were interview, like previous interviews. I don't know if they were interviews especially for this because I, I know a lot of them they they'll just they'll just know. pull they'll pull uh like old footage clips from or old something clips. from yeah, yeah yeah exactly um but i mean how can you do a tiger woods documentary without tiger woods in it or how can you do a documentary i mean anybody 
without that person in it. It's, I mean, to me, I don't think it's going to hold, you know, in any water on it. Now, it'd be different if the guy maybe has passed away or something, but you get everybody in it except for him. Um, and everyone is saying, you know, the same things. Or, you know, this one, when you have the camp who this is about coming out and saying, you know, we don't, you know, approve of this or anything. We don't put our stamp behind it. Um, I mean, it is what it is. But <laughs> I'm glad I saw it. Like I said, it's only about two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. Um, but like I said, if you're a casual Tiger fan and want to know a little bit more of behind the scenes of what was going on, especially his early life, which we don't see that much of, we all know what happened in his career and later on. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, unless you live in Iraq. Right, exactly. I mean, I think it was, it was, a, it was done fine. I'm not going to say, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm not going to say it was garbage. There was some uh, things that they dragged on, like when his DUI arrest, which uh, he was not intox. Oh, well, he was intoxicated. He was not drunk. Right he was on <laughs> five Seville's. prescription yeah. medicate, yeah. five prescription medications. Um, one being, like you said, Ambien, because he couldn't sleep. Dude, they drugged that thing on for so long, and that was like you just see him, and he looks like. He looks like crap, but they drug that one on way. It's like 10 minutes of that. And like three minutes of it is him standing there in a holding cell. It's like really okay. Like, so, and get it, so, let's go. so it is kind of, uh, so I understand the old white men saying it is a hippies because they do. Cause, yeah. cause tiger, you know, for like you, like you said, um, everything I've heard is that they do talk about the basically um, injustices that he see, he saw because of being an African-American. Um, yep. But they do kind of find him beloved. It's this weird thing. I don't. I've never understood. You know, um, Dave Chappelle made the joke about uh, the race draft on the Chappelle <laughs> show that one time. Yep. And I believe Tiger Woods was given to the Asian community or something like that on that one. So it was yeah, already it was a joke like a long time ago. Oh yeah. And so, you know, I, I personally think it's good that they talk about this because, you know, maybe you can watch it and from the aspect of what not to be like and who not to be. So, you know, exactly. And it just reemphasizes you and gives you the background of why. I mean, granted, you know, he was unfaithful to his wife. He had mistresses, all of this stuff. But mm-hmm. then again, I mean. With, you know, what do they say? With fame comes great responsibility or something like that. Um, But with him, knowing what his, not necessarily his home life was, but what, you know, his childhood was like. Yeah. uh, And I didn't, I knew some of it, but I didn't know as much as what it was. Definitely makes sense on how, you know, his his downfall of his career happened. Not right. because of the injury, but because of everything else that he did. Now you look at him and, you know, he's got his two kids. Uh, he's completely different on the course where, you know, he didn't have a normal childhood or anything like that. Well, I think with going through his whole downfall and everything, that was, okay, I'm done with that. Now I need to grow up. Granted, it happened to him in his, you know, early to mid thirties. 
I, um, I have heard a thing of him saying that he's super excited that he gets to high five his son after matches, whether yep. he wins or not. And, and that and, was you know that was brought up on there before. All of his kids have seen him, you know, play golf at his worst and yeah. don't know what he was, you know, in his heyday. What he spent five over five hundred weeks at number one. I mean five hundred yeah. weeks. There's fifty two weeks in a year. There you go. That tells you how many consecutive number one. That tells you how long he was at number one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> through that whole, that whole time. Um, and the, you know, then, and he, they, he created the Tiger Slam. That was the only, you know, he did it. Um, even though I think it's a Grand Slam, but apparently holding four majors at the same time isn't considered a Grand Slam. You have to have them full majors in the same year to do it. So, whatever. But anyways, but, you know, and now it goes to show him he's more, you know, loosey goosey a little as much as Tiger can be on the course. He's joking around with these younger kids, you know, the JT's, you know, Justin Thomas's um, Jordan. Well, I mean, you got to think, too, (laughs) you know, all all of those. No one's afraid of him anymore. Like before it was like you don't talk to Tiger unless Tiger talks to you. You don't interact with him unless he interacts with you. And I, I think a lot of people have realized now, like you said, he's more joking around. Like you would never see him laughing on the golf course like oh, he's no. been the past couple of no, years. No, it, exactly. But they do say when Tiger gets in that zone, oh, he—I don't care if he's 105 or 45—he is. He'll, <laughs> you know, now he may not be able to do it physically, but he'll do it mentally. And I mean, the perfect example is the 2019 Masters on the back nine on Sunday. You know, you get three guys that hit it in the water because they're trying to go for the front flag um, across Ray's Creek, and he hits it to the middle of the green and two putts for par and gets two strokes on both of them because they got to drop and hit it and and all of this, where he says, okay, boys, (laughs) you know, we're going to separate the the men from the boys here and just plays it as, you know, he may not be able to hit it in there nice and tight like he once did, but now he's smart enough to, you know what? I'm going to play it safe over here because I know I can and just get, a, you know, a stroke at a time. And sure enough, he ends up winning it by by uh, by one stroke. But I mean, they st- and, and it's funny, you get all these even I think the author of the book was on it. He did a couple uh, snippets on it. And, you know, all these young guys are like, man, I wish I would have played Tiger in his heyday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the one quote, which was awesome, it made me giggle. The guy says, the F you do. And that was it. Like, well, you no, know, I mean, he was dusting people. I, mean, I think he won like eight or nine, um, uh, uh, tournaments in a row. You know, if you win two in a row, that's pretty dang good. Now you're winning, you know, eight or nine in a row, but <laughs> no, it was good. I recommend it. Um, I don't think it was a hit piece. I'm glad I watched it. Uh, I went in thinking it was going to be one thing. It was totally different, but, um, like I said, the first one was great because it tells you exactly um, why Tiger is how, you know, before his downfall and, and everything. Right. And even even to this day, um, how he was. And then towards the end, when his dad's health started deteriorating, um, their relationship got rocky, too, because of just the way um, on how his his dad was. And his dad was unfaithful as well in his marriage. So. 
and it goes into a little bit into that, which, like I said, it, it explains a lot of why Tiger did what he did. Yeah. So, um, and now he's learned from that. Now he has his kids, um, and he wants his, like you said, he could high five his kids. He wants his kids to see him, you know, win tournaments and not, you know, go out there, hit a ball and grimace in pain. Like, oh, daddy's old. No, daddy's not old. He's just, you know, had spinal fusion surgery and knee surgery because of, you know, him playing for so long and how playing for how so hard long. he swings. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And having a hard swing and the strain on his body and then working out and becoming, you know, stronger and faster and then training with, you know, Navy SEALs and they ain't. That's no walk in the park. So it's good. I recommend it. Um don't go into it thinking it's going to be like the last dance, though. Um, like I said, just kind of go into it uh, really open and learn, you know, learn from it. But don't think it's going to be a, a, a tell all on it. I doubt Tiger Woods will even do a tell all. He may do a memoir type deal, but I'll guarantee it. He's the, the chapter on he'll probably have a chapter on, you know, what happened with the you know, the mistresses and everything. And it's probably just going to be that says, you know, I'm sorry. And that's it because he, do, he doesn't talk about it, mm-hmm. which I get it because he addressed it. It was bad. Now it's like, you know what? <laughs> I've learned from it. I'm moving on. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to raise my kids as, as best they can. And when I got to talk to him about it, I'll talk to him about it. And, but that's something I I'll do with them. I'm not going to tell the media about it. So, but, it was good. Like I said, I'm glad I watched it. Um, so we'll uh, see if uh, see if they do any more <laughs> anything else on it. But like I said, I don't expect anything like a Michael Jordan last dance of of Tiger to be on. And if he does, I'll be really surprised. Yeah, I know there's another documentary uh, one for um, uh, Tiger Woods. I can't remember who where it was, but I'll look it up for next time to see if how that one was reviewed um i also watched something on hbo and i've been wanting to watch it connor from con con's cantina i wanted to mention him a little bit um he said he doesn't like um pete davidson as an actor and he just thinks that you know talking about dead dads is not a cool thing um and so what's really crazy is um I didn't realize Pete Davidson's dad died in 9-11. He was a firefighter on 9-11 and died on 9-11. So this movie looked like, I'm like, it's got ties to his true. So this movie's long and it's called the King of Staten Island. And I really enjoyed it. It's really long. Like it's a lot of movie, but it's not that comedic Pete Davidson. It's, it's heartfelt. Um, Bill Burr is amazing in it. Uh, Marissa Tomei is amazing in it. I mean, everyone in it plays a perfect role. It's even got that weird-looking kid from, oh, what's his name? I'm going to tell you his name right now, and I know he's been in something that you've seen. He was on the Disney Channel, I think. He's a shorter guy, and he's kind of got bigger ears, so he looks a little bit different. But um, uh, it's just an all-around great movie. It's a, a very adult, so don't uh, you know be watching it if you're not. Uh, Moises Arias. And you'll recognize him from... Oh, he was in Nacho Libre, too? Um, 
What show is he on? He's in a bunch of bad ones. Jeez. Um, but I really enjoyed it because when I was watching it, you could feel the pain. You could feel everything that was real life. And it was just, it was shocking to me how much I really did enjoy it. Um, a lot of people, I don't know, they want to hate on him, but I, you need to get by it. So he, he wizards of Waverly place. He was in Hannah, Montana. That's okay. That's what I thought. That's what so he was from. in Hannah, Montana. Okay. Not that I watched it, but I know what it was. But I don't show him on Hannah Montana, just to have him on the movie. Oh, right there. 75 episodes, Rico. Okay, yeah. Yep. So um, it was just a great movie. It was fantastic. I really appreciate it. It, ma- it made me tear up at the end of it because it, it's just that, that set of a movie because you can feel the emotion throughout everything. And, you know, um, and- <laughs> everyone acted well in it. Didn't that kind of come out around the time when everything, when everyone was hating him or a little bit after that? No, um, it got released. I want to say a couple, a couple of years ago. No, King of Staten Island. Yeah, was it came, in came out twenty twenty? No, it came out twenty twenty. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it came like out it last year. Ago. It came out last year. Um, I want to say, I want to say it came out like beginning of summer. I can't remember. It was a pay-per-view one, and now it's on HBO Max. That's why I watched it. I'm not going to pay for it. But it was on HBO Max. And, um, yeah, it, it's just, it was, it was a shock to me how much I liked it. Yeah. Like, I thought, I'm like, I'm going to like it. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a great movie. So I'm very happy with that. Um, uh, the next two are just really quick because we have a lot of Disney stuff to cover. But, um so the first look at the Cassian Andor show, if you watch the video, they just it's basically the same thing from the Disney Plus um uh the release, but it's a little bit more of the costuming they show and it shows a little bit of the behind the scenes of the acting they've been doing cuz it's not supposed to come out till next year anyways. Um and then the one that was kind of so this one is it's hard to so it's Batman and Superman the so Batman Batwoman and the Superman and Lois crossover has been canceled. Now, I was like, well, are they canceling the shows? Or So the rumor is, is that this is just the budgets have been cut so bad because of COVID. They're just going to cancel it. So, so they're not even going to reschedule. It's just going to straight get, well, at least for right now, it. just cancel it. And then maybe. Yep. yep. Dang. So. Wow. Now. The pile you always look forward to, people, is the Disney pile. Now, legitimately, right after we finished recording, <laughs> literally that night, right after we less, finished recording, less than 24 hours, less than 24 hours after we finished recording, they announced there's going to be no more annual pass holders for Disneyland. They are refunding everyone who has passes, who's been paying during the pandemic, and that's it. And so for those that don't know, this isn't a ploy to get more money. This is this is a this is a strictly crowd control idea. The problem people don't realize that they're having in Disney World when it first opened was being able to control the crowds with the reservation system and getting people cuz you know you could probably get sued, you know, someone says, "Well, you know, 
I felt like I was discriminated against because of this, because I'm the same level pass holder as this person, blah, blah, blah. So how do you eliminate that? Because Disney World is back to where the park hopping is available after 2 o'clock. So they're obviously not that busy. So, But Disneyland, you only have two parks. And they flat out said, right at the beginning of the other shutdown, when they finally shut down and they're like, oh, this is what's going to happen, they flat out said that when we do reopen, we're going to need the help of everyone living around us. And it makes sense because this way you can actually book a spot and pay and go because people don't realize they probably make more money off of people spending stuff, buying stuff. So if you take up a spot and you have an annual pass and you don't show up, that's less money in their pocket. So that's what they're doing. It's a crowd control factor because you don't have parks spread out like you do at Disney World. You have two parks right there. The parking's limited. It just, it's, it's just not going to work. So that's why I think they did it. Well, and not only that, but with how <laughs> in the beginning, cause they didn't know how long it was going to be shut down. And it's a state um, issue thing. That's why Florida's open. And it's not a yep. federal government thing. It's, this, it's run by the states. Um, so, you know, that's why different things are different ways when you're when you're out of the states um hence disney world versus disneyland but you know they said okay hey well if you want in the beginning we'll refund it if you want it or we'll extend you know in the very beginning they said however we're shut down for that's however long we're going to extend you past your passport if we're shut down for three months well when your pass expires you'll get three months for free quote uh-huh. And then that, you know, then that went away and then this got dragged out longer and then they were almost going to open in, um, you know, in June for their anniversary or for their birthday. Then that didn't happen. And then, um, you know, they came out with the theme park uh, provisions for them to open and it was a tiered system on the occupancy and basically you know, Disneyland has the highest occupancy of, in the state for amusement parks. Mm-hmm. And and this was and that and this was a re uh, uh, rehabbed plan because the first one, all the pretty much all the uh, amusement parks said, no, that's you're going to kill us. That doesn't make doesn't make bet doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And Bob Iger with the <laughs> the uh, committee to do it. Uh, then they came out with this one and it, it, it was still harsh. Uh, on it and basically for Disneyland to open in which they're located in Orange County, not L.A. County. Right. Um, it would basically the virus would have to go away. I mean, there there you couldn't. Well, I think it has to be like what one or two per hundred thousand or whatever it is, which, which is, Orange <laughs> County would be a little bit easier because Orange County hasn't been hit as hard as L.A. County. Yeah. But how are you going to control the people coming from L.A. County? That, that, that's just going to cause it. People are going to come from L.A. County and they're going to say, oh, look, that's the why the numbers are spiking is because, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so. no, it, it, exactly. I mean, Santa Cruz Boardwalk, they opened for a weekend and then it spiked up on Monday and they had to close. So yep. they, they opened for what? Two days, maybe three days and then had to close because numbers numbers went up. Um, and they said, you know, they never released the numbers. But I think from what I heard is they have over a million annual pass holders um, there. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. And it's just easy enough to, you know what? Just cancel them all. We wanted yep. to revamp the program anyways. And you always see, oh, you can get SoCal Select. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, we introduced the flex, the flex class. Oh, we got, you know, signature and signature plus, plus classes. They're always, you know, tweaking it to, yep. you know, they say it's overcrowded, but then it's, 
you know, you have a lot of annual pass holder members, and it's a local park. Me and you know that because um, we've had annual passes before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, they they say they want to control the crowds, but then they make it easier because you know they have these annual passes and, and whatnot, or they release more of them, or they cut some of them back, whatever. Where now it's you know what this is the perfect time to reassess the program or come up with a new one or tweak it to how you want to so you could be more controlling or if you had an annual pass before um if it was a signature plus which you get there 365 you didn't have to make a reservation as long as the park was open you could show up go in no problem the only way they know you were there is until they scan your pass at the front gate right it's not like okay we sold x amount of tickets for this day so we know that's how many people are going to be there no, because you got all these annual passes out there, and you don't know if they're going to come or not until it gets scanned at the front gate. So I think, you know, it, that's the best way to do it, to cut ties with everything and just be like, you know what, no more. When we come back, we'll start fresh. If you want it, that's great. If not, you know, sorry. I think they're going to do it with the, <laughs> with the monthly payment plan, too. Ah, dude, that's guaranteed income every month. Yeah, but the problem is, is they they deal with too many issues with it. Because I guarantee, I, I know, they, but you I won't guarantee get that many people though. They don't need that many. They already don't want the people they have. They already have too many. Yeah, I guarantee. I guarantee if they come out with a pass that's a hundred dollars cheaper a year, people will pay the thirteen hundred dollars to fifteen hundred dollars guaranteed. Yeah, I don't. I we I, went thirty three days the year that we had a pass. We went for a total right. of thirty three days. Yep, and mind you. That means we would go for two days. So a two-day park hopper is what, 150 Yeah. So you figure $300 a trip. Yep. So you figure we went on 15 trips, basically. Because one time we went for longer, but I'll say 15 yeah. trips. That means we would have spent... Well, 15 times 300 So you're looking at $4,500? I'm no mathematician. So $4,500. 15 times 300. Yep. So we saved about two grand. We didn't, we saved about two grand being annual pass holders. Mind you, we got cheaper food. Yeah. Cheaper you, and you get all the discounts, all the discounts, yeah. but you got to think. So that two grand they saved, we probably spent three to $4,000 just on food and on everything stuff. Else. Yeah. So they're making a profit. And so I think that's what they're doing now is, is they know when they come back, they're going to need that that collateral, that money up front. So they're probably going to do. They're probably going to yeah. come out with no payment plans at first. Maybe they'll come down, you know, in the end. But you know, or they'll do some, you know, uh, charter member plan or something like that. Or like like how Disney Plus did it. So the if you sign up members, for this yep. <laughs> this much, you'll save over this time. Yep. Um, or you know, or they'll do like what I mean. I still have two years. I don't have to pay for my freaking Disney Plus. Right, I mean, exactly. Fantastic. And it ended up what working out to be like three dollars a month or something like that. It was like four ninety nine, and when it yeah. first came out, it was six ninety nine. So you save two dollars a month, which people don't think it's a lot, but over the Time course of three, three years, years you're, you you're saving some money. You know. Yeah, it, exactly. Or you know, all the run discounts like they did like at Costco or something like that, but just for annual passes. Um, on that where like you said it's not that big uh of a hit uh, up front but the other thing i think they're gonna do is like what they did when they opened up disney world i think you still have to do it i don't know if annual passes have to do it but i think tickets do is a reservation system in the beginning then that way they know yes. exactly how many people yes. are especially they with did. limited capacity 
They I did bring back. They did bring back. Um, what call it? Um, but it's going to be like a, a flex pass. They brought back. What did they bring back? Oh, they brought back the checking in for um, Rise of the Resistance at Disney World. I do know that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, <laughs> they're like I said, it's the perfect time for them to go back, revamp it. They've been wanting to do it for years and really put it out there and and tweak yeah. it um, and and what. So. So let us know how you guys feel about the annual pass. Uh, like I said, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming has all the links for everything we do. Um, now, we'll end with the president thing. But uh, so the vaccine site, we talked about it last week. Tim actually knows more about where they're going to be holding the vaccine drive through thingy at Disney, which it's going to be way less it's not even really at disney it's in a parking lot down the road <laughs> it's a it's disney adjacent disney so adjacent. <laughs> it's closer to the convention center than it is at disney yeah exactly so we were thinking it was going to be in the hotel parking lot at disney because i don't think it well i know well in the beginning the paradise pier hotel in grand california were open disney hotel is closed because they were doing the remodel there right now, i don't think i think all of them are are closed now with a Correct. lot of the hotels in orange county Correct. so <laughs> You're thinking because the Disneyland Hotel, they got a parking garage. It's it's uh, you know underground, but you think that would be a perfect area or any any of the parking lots there by the hotels. Well, you're completely wrong, and you're on the wrong side of the park. It's on the other side of the park in the Toy Story parking lot, which is a huge parking lot um, if you haven't been there. Uh, and basically what they did is like what we said. You're not going to go into Disneyland. Um they have the the white tents out there, the big heavy duty tents out there. You drive your it's a drive through, so you get in your car, you go down there, and the workers are under the tents. They give you your shot, give you your card, and see you later. But yep. the cool thing is, is they do say on the vaccine vaccine card because the card tells you, you know, the date, what type it was, whether it's the Moderna or the Pfizer one, and where you got it at. So it's cool on the card. It says you got your shot and they're putting down Disneyland. They're not putting down Anaheim or Orange County. Or at least that's what I haven't seen it with my own two eyes. But I've heard multiple people say that it says Disneyland. Which I don't even know. Are they going to be open? Because I know that um, the two by me, the testing sites or the shot vaccine sites were closed down because of some outbreak of deaths or something. Oh, uh, I know the one the two in Fresno are still going on. There's one down here by me um, that they just opened up, and they last weekend they did 3,000 people there. I know some sites have shut down because of allergic reactions to, I think it's not the Pfizer one, but the Moderna one. Moderna one, yeah. Hopefully I'm saying that right. But I know they pulled some of those, so if you yeah. had an, you know, an appointment, they're telling them, hey, no, we have to cancel it because of this one. And if you've gotten the shot, you could go to a website and see if it was the one that right, people have right. reaction for. Um, I haven't heard about the one in, in Disneyland shutting down. I know it has been shut down yesterday and again today. I just saw that before we went on due to high winds out there. Yeah. Uh, and it, I know it's been really windy in a lot of places. And especially with those big tents, uh, they don't want those rolling No, around. especially so. because the, you don't get out of the car. No. That's a, most, most people don't know that you don't get out of the car. You, you no. stay in the car when you get the shot. Yeah, I saw a video before we came on. Arnold Schwarzenegger got his down in L.A. I don't know where after it was the Dodger Stadium one or what. And you get there, you roll up your sleeve, they swat, you know, 
disinfect to you. Boom, bango. You know, bingo, bingo, bongo, you're done. Put your little Snoopy Band-Aid over it and give you your card and say, okay, in I forgot when it is, you know, you got your first shot and come back again, you know, a couple weeks later and we'll give you your, your second round. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's in the Toy Story parking lot is where they are administering the, uh, the vaccine sites. So that, that just funny to me because everyone was like, Oh, we're going to be going to Disneyland. I'm like, no, you guys don't no. realize you're not going to Disneyland. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can downtown Disney's open and a little bit of uh Buena Vista street, but you ain't driving through anything else and like i said it's even on it's not even adjacent to disneyland it's you know more so it's across the street from um the convention center but that parking lot you could fit well a you know you could fit a lot of cars in there but uh obviously disney does lines pretty well to get a lot of people in a small space they Uh, do and and with you being in your car it's not like you need social distancing nope Uh, out there because i know there's one in fresno that it's a drive-through and one's a walking one um so obviously with the walking one you got to have the proper precautions there but you could fit like i said it's a big parking lot and you could fit um a lot of cars in there and have them come in one way and out the other as they do all the time with the the toy story buses yeah uh and the last thing disney related we're talking about well, there's one. Oh, I forgot about WandaVision. One, two, two more just really quick after that, after this one. And you uh, go, no, go ahead with what was the other two. Okay. Um, before we went on, I was checking at Disney and Disney Cruises is coming back. A two-day cruise from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia to Seattle. So that is. That's um, weird. That's kind of weird. Um, yeah. And it says, so they've canceled or not cancel. Uh, they continued to uh, suspension of Disney cruises through March. This one is a uh, two day sailing journeys beginning of July this year on the Disney wonder. So hmm. that's interesting that um, especially cruise ships. So that's going to yeah. take a lot of, uh, I mean, it takes a lot of sanitation already because you're in a basically a small floating city. And it's not like, hey, I'm going to go over here. It's like uh, you can't leave the ship. You're in the ocean. Yeah. So sanitation is going to be real. Like I said, it was key before because you've heard all of these outbreaks of everything ever on it. Yeah. And they have a sick ward in there where they quarantine people. If you need a quarantine, it's not like, yeah. oh, just go in your room. No, you go into a place so that uh that was interesting and then the other really quick one is if you go on to the disney parks youtube page they have a first look of tom holland right. who was yes. peter parker um at the web slingers ride which is the spider-man ride in disneyland uh well actually disney california adventures at avengers uh, campus avengers campus yep. and it's a cool video it shows him you know, doing his parts in front of the green screen. So I'm sure he's going to be in some spiel video, whether it's a safety or during the ride. And it shows you a quick glimpse of the ride vehicles and the actions because you're actually shooting webs out um, of the action of 
kind of what it'll be like to shoot the web out as you're in the vehicle. And as me and, and Tim talked about it, we think it's going to be like Toy Story Mania is what it's going to be like. Yeah, but with minus the uh, minus the gun in front of you, uh, it looks like your hand motions, whether it's going to be some type of cameras looking down at your hands. Oh, that will be the action of shooting the webs out. Okay. So there is there's nothing in front of you. You're just sitting um, in you know, the like right, a, right. Okay. And it's open, like the cabin's open in front of you, and you're like doing like how Spider-Man, you know, kind of cocks his mm. wrist down or whatnot. That's pretty cool. Webs come out. That's what they, you know, showed it as. And granted, it's a minute video, and there's a couple sections of it, and those sections are like two or three seconds each. So it's like a total of six seconds in a minute video that shows you the ride vehicle and them pretending like they're shooting, you know, the webs out. They don't yeah. show anything, um, but at least you get to see the ride vehicle. It looks like it's going to be single row, so you're not tiered row or anything, um, but you get to see a little bit more into it than just um, um, preliminary drawings of it. Yeah. So that was the second thing. But I mean, that's kind yeah. of what they did. That's what they did with Rise of the Resistance, too, when they first yep. did. They showed little glimpses of small little things, which, I mean, the ATAT, you could see that it was being built from day oh, one yeah. in the thing so well it's, and it's, it's weird how they cool. had that whole building enclosed itself for that one little section where the atat -AT was at yeah. huh wonder why they didn't put that section up yeah so but it was cool it's a cool video it's a good video and especially with tom holland doing it um you get a little glimpse of inside something of disneyland um, yeah. and not just watching people doing aerial views or or yeah, whatnot. flying over. Well, and the so the one thing that I forgot we talk about was WandaVision. It did premiere last week. Um, no spoilers. Um, it's already been seen the trailers. That oh, there we go. That's nice. My thing going off. Um, uh, uh, basically, um, WandaVision is is different. Uh, Tim didn't watch it because he won't really n know. I'll be lost. Uh, he'd be lost. But what I really appreciated about it was they brought Dick Van Dyke on to basically be like a production uh, assistant, not assistant. He was like a he was a consultant. consultant, and he consulted about basically how that style sitcom would film and everything. And it legitimately felt like I was talking to Connor from Con Con's Cantina. Um, uh, basically, I grew up watching Perry Mason and all those shows like that, and this felt like Dick Van Dyke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and for those of you that don't know, the reason why Dick Van Dyke was on here, not because it's a part of Disney or Marvel, and obviously Dick Van Dyke was in Mary Poppins was you known for is he right. had his own show, the Dick Van, Dick Dyke, Van Dyke show. show. And that's what is, this felt like. <laughs> exactly. Which is a similar timeline as um, when this was, which is why he was brought on, which we don't know. It. And what, what I liked about the show was, is there's a feeling of anxiety and like, you could feel the tension, but it's went back to that levity of being a show from that era. So that was, what was cool yeah. to me was, you felt the show be kind of of the time and not of the time. Like it bounced back and forth. It was really awesome. So yeah. I'll give it five, five, uh, five stars, you know, five, 
Uh, I can't remember what we used to do. Hella thumbs up because we don't do video movie reviews anymore. Two two hella thumbs up. I was going to do five hella thumbs up because it's great. It's phenomenal. I love it. I love the uh, aspect of it. Catherine Hahn is phenomenal in it. I love her in it. And I love all the supporting cast who basically pop in and you've seen from other shows. You know who they are. So, you know, um, it's kind of nostalgic in that reason. And then what they're doing to... You know, I don't know how they'll make another season go of it if they're going to turn it into it because I can see where it's going. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited for it. Um, and the last thing we had was 10 wanted to mention. I just saw it posted everywhere right before we started about yeah, how too. they are officially closing the Hall of Presidents, which is normal um, to put the new uh, president in as an animatronic. Yep. And I, w- I wonder how long because. <sighs> I mean, really, the only thing, and they did it with Trump. You know, the, the the president will actually come in and record the lines that he says. It's not a voice right. actor or anything like that. Um, and all what they really need to do, uh, as far as the most of work, is just getting his facial features right on the animatronic. It's not like you have to sculpt the whole body or anything like that. Because let's face it, most of them are up there, especially probably the past three or four presidents that we had, they're up there in suits. You yeah. know, George Washington is in, you know, his, what era his they were garb, present in yeah. is in their, yeah, is in their clothing. So, and I mean, with these guys, you have, it's not like one person that's doing it um, all the time. Well, except I think the last person that did Trump, it was like his last one. And he did yes. all of them back to like, jimmy carter or something like right. that yes he did, yes he did a lot. i remember that i remember that um, he was him announcing that would be his last one yep that that was his last one so uh and it'll be down for i think last time it was down for a couple of months because i mean let's just face it for him officially you know when the just because you won the election doesn't mean it's done they still have right. to do the electoral college and i'm sure a lot of people that didn't know that um at least learned about it this year with everything that happened going on. Yeah. Right. Which is a good learning experience. I mean, the election isn't officially over or official until they vote on the electrical call electoral college or, um, which is, I think like January 8th or something like that. So even though the election's in November, it's still another month and a half until it is because I mean, like every president there's, they have certain things that they could do, and it's their right to do it, which, I mean, our, the last president had every right to do what, what he did, um, and presidents before have done that. Um, you know, it's not like he did anything out of the ordinary. Normally they don't, um, depending on how the election, um, the outcome is. <laughs> but it isn't until the Electoral College is voted on an official um, that he is officially the president so um but yeah uh, i'm sure i think it usually takes i want to say a handful of months before um they get them in there and uh get it all up and going because i mean you gotta think what he's the 40 46 46 present yep <laughs> so you got 46 animatronics out there you know you're losing room every time there's a new change of president, whether it's four years from now or eight years from now. So they got to strategically, you know, place them 
and whether they put him in the same place where Trump was at, because normally the the sitting president is front and center in there. Um, but you know, so if you put him where Trump was at, front and center, which makes sense because he's the sitting president. Well, now you got to move and put Trump somewhere on that stage because uh, they go through. Are they all start- out there? Yep, starting with number one, they all you know <laughs> uh, go through every single one of them. So. Uh, yeah, because I know, well, we went there five years ago, so Trump wasn't there. It was Obama was the was the president, the sitting president at the time. Yeah. So hopefully, fingers crossed here in, in uh, June, it'll be open and uh, get to see that. I mean, so, I'm not going to lie, dude. The freaking electri- animatronics are insane when they do that stuff. It's, 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 it's oh, unreal. Yeah. Yep, no, ex- exactly. So... But I saw that and that they were saying, you know, it's already closed. And I guess there was rumors, something, I didn't read the article, but something about a Muppets or something coming on, whether that was the same thing or not. But uh, they put that rumor to bed. And like you said, with anything like the, um, I forgot what rumors we were talking about earlier. Oh, Chris Evans coming back. Anybody could post anything and hopefully you get a clickbait title. Or even if it isn't right, or (laughs) even if it isn't true, and you have a website or a blog, you're going to get eyes on it. You'll go viral maybe for a day or two, and then that's it. So you have your, you know, 15 minutes of fame. But, nope, I saw that, So which makes sense. So hopefully here uh, by the middle of the year, or maybe maybe they'll do it July 4th just because that would be fitting um, to put them in there. So, yeah. Um, that's when you know it's official, is when the Hall of Presidents is getting you in there. It's uh, It's Facebook official then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> Facebook official, or it's, it's Disney official. I guess that's even better than Facebook. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty. I, <laughs> man, I didn't even think about that. That's that's that is big because, like, we, I mean, I do get it. You know, there's a and- lot of times, you know people whoever whatever side you're on i do think it's important that um you know everyone gets along they try and get by with this and this is the first step because i do think that uh i don't know i feel like this is all it's all said and done now so let's just make the best of it well and just i mean you know we're still in this global pandemic you had that going. It's an election mm-hmm. year, so you have all of that. Like I said, not a political show or whatnot, but you have all of that going on. You have the election. You have the, whether you want to call it fallout or whatnot from that. You know, then you have, you know, I guess you could say the civil unrest at the Capitol in D.C. And that happened. Mm-hmm. Then the fallout from that. And now, you know, then you have an, a change in office from one party to the other mm-hmm. uh, a lot going on in i mean there's a lot going on in the world but just in well shoot we'll just take washington dc granted all of the nation but particularly washington dc you know with the pandemic everything that's going on there <laughs> you know um businesses closing everything that that has to do then you got an election and just everything it's like geez when is the, you know is this end of the year is going to be gone 
And I wish, you know, January 1, all of a sudden we were back to normal and the pandemic was done with. But um, that didn't happen. No. Nope. This, this virus doesn't listen. And, you know, supposed to know that 2020 is over with and now we're on a new year. So, <laughs> But hopefully with the <laughs> with the vaccines, whether you're going to get it or not or what your stance is on it, um, you know, hopefully with the people that are, you know, that have been getting the vaccines, we see, you know, the cases go down. Um, well, that's so, to, no, but here's the thing. So I don't want anyone to get misled by what Tim just said. Cause I don't think Tim knows what the, what the vaccine does. Cause I didn't know what it does until I found out today. Cause my industry, we do, um, I do deal with, you know, COVID and, um, let's just say I found out that it's not what you think it is. So basically the vaccine mean it doesn't mean you won't get it all it means is that you won't have symptoms so technically you're supposed to get i think it's um they said it has to be 80 percent exposure in order for it to basically start to die out which it won't always it won't die out 100 percent. it's still going to be there it's just yeah. so well, I mean, and just because you know. just because you get the vaccine it's not 100 percent it's not it's 95 or well, they said their trials is 95 percent and that's but if you get bold, no but if, if you, you if you get the shot. vaccine if you get the vaccine you will you can still get covid yeah there's been multiple people that have said that oh i got the vaccine and i still get it because it's not a hundred percent no 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 <laughs> the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting it yeah you can no matter how many there's there you won't the the problem is is the vaccine you will get COVID if you don't protect yourself. So if you don't avoid crowds, blah, 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 do, do whatever you do, whatever you want to do, you will still get COVID. The yeah. difference is, is you're not going to have symptoms. So yeah, you're you not going to get, lose your taste or anything like that, which I mean, which I've actually, it's funny in the past month, I've known four people that have gotten it and have still had their, haven't lost their taste or their smell. Well, that's they like said, a that's like a that's like a big side effect. That's not a normal one. No, it, exactly. But before you get a lot of people, I didn't have it. All of a sudden, I woke up, I ate breakfast, and I couldn't taste anything. <laughs> you know that, and and that's what yeah. everyone says. Oh no, I can still smell and taste. I don't have it, but I know people. But they said it's you know it's the normal symptoms that you get. It's the the sweats, the fatigueness. Um, the fever, you know, that the basically the body aches, which that's, I mean, what it what it is, you know, the the trouble <laughs> trouble breathing because it's a SARS um, uh, virus. So, <laughs> but yeah, but but the but the thing is, is like you're saying with the vaccine, is I think you're saying you know saying this is with the vaccine, it doesn't mean Hey, I got the vaccine. I don't got to wear my mask anymore. I got to No, I'm, I'm you Superman. still have to do basically ever the same. Yeah, you it's still gonna... have to do it because, like you said, yeah. it's like you, you could get a vaccine for polio and still get it. I mean, mm -hmm. I just use that one because that's possible. But but anything, um, and a vaccine is diff like the flu shot. They introduce the strain of the flu into that they you. Think it's going to be going on. That's why the, that's so exactly. Hitness. 
It's so and, hit and miss because they don't know. And yeah. different regions get different flu shots because California is not the same as Florida, which isn't the same as you right. know, Texas. Uh, and so you just build antibodies. So when you do get it, you're not, you know, knocked on your butt, you know, the whole day, maybe you just get some sniffles or whatnot or a vaccine. It's not like they're introducing it into your body. It's, um, you know, pre- preventing you from getting the symptoms um, of it. So you're not getting that fatigueness or whatnot. And <laughs> it's two shots. Um, and what they say, it's only 95%. So you still have a 5%, even if you're, you know, still get both the shots. So I think they said with the first shot, it's only like 60% um, that it is. And then once you get the second one, it bumps it up to to 95%. Uh, So, you know, if, (laughs) if, you know, like I said, whatever your views are on on vaccines, you know, if, if, you get it is it, what it is. If yeah, it, yeah. If not, I mean, that's that's why we're in, you know, we're in America. You know, you have your choice of, of doing it. But please, you know, whatever you do, if people don't want to get it, you know, don't, don't, you know, be nice. That's their that's their choice. They're not making fun of you if you get it. You know, so just be nice to everybody. Enjoy everything you guys are doing. Uh, enjoy life. Live life to the fullest within means, and especially with everything that's going on. Um, we have a very long one tonight. I need to edit this thing tomorrow or Friday. I don't know. I have to figure out when I'm going to be able to do this because this is a long one tonight, Tim. We had a we had a lot of good <laughs> deep conversation. Well, we had more stuff. We had less stuff to talk about, but more to talk about it. So or, yeah. Um, like we said, make sure you go to our links, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. It has our podcast link, YouTube, Twitter, phone, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and also has our merch store on there now. So uh, make sure you go there. Find all that. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. Uh, for the FOMOcast, uh, I am Chris. I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time.